International Orienteering Podcast Mapping Compass Navigation Skill Orienteering Competition International Orienteering Podcast It's really nice to welcome you to this week's episode in the International Orienteering Podcast and uh, yeah, this is a highlight I would uh, say uh, uh, at least among the clubs it's um, yeah, uh, preview for uh, Tiumila. Uh, what do you think, Eva? It's a lot to talk about uh, uh, this uh, week. Yeah, we are entering the maybe the most exciting week of the orienteering season. Uh, Tiumila is coming up uh, now. Every day there will be new teams uh, published. Uh, you can sit and reload and reload and reload the event website to see if some new top teams have added the, 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 their lineup. So this is an exciting week. Uh, of course, not only with Timila, there's a middle distance on Thursday, a Swedish league with world ranking event uh, just two days before Timila with the absolutely insane start field. Uh, so a lot of interesting orienteering to look forward to this week. Uh, when you were mentioning uh, refreshing uh, in Eventu to see the lineups uh, for the teams, uh, we have to mention that we are uh, recording this uh, Monday evening. So that's the... That's our. Uh, uh, that's uh, how we are now, and uh, that's what we know today that we are talking about. Uh, but of course, we we have uh, some speculations, and uh, yeah, there will be a lot to uh, mention here. Yeah, so there's uh, a lot to take in today. So we should uh, just get it started with. Yeah, just uh, some um, some news uh, first. Um, uh, IOF um, acquires international broadcast rights for both Venla and Yukola relays uh, uh, from uh, this year. Uh, the, that means that uh, the legendary Venla and Yukola relays in Finland can be followed uh, at IOF television with English commentary for the international audience uh, this year. And uh, then uh, Yukola are uh, together with uh, also uh, this uh, weekend's Tiumila. And a lot of uh, the relays in the Finnish Relay League uh, on the schedule for uh, the IOF television. Uh, I mean, this is uh, really good uh, for uh, yeah to uh, bring orienteering out uh, to all over the world. Uh, we know that uh, uh, yeah, it's not enough with Finnish or Swedish commentators uh, on the web uh, um, television broadcasting. No, and I think uh, Jonas Mertz is a very, very good uh, commentator. Uh, I assume it will be him also for Jukola. He is uh, commentating all the World Cups and also the Finnish Relay League. So, yeah, I think when, when he's commentating, the English commentating is in really, really good hands. Yeah, and uh, uh, what's also in uh, uh, good hands is... Uh... The participation in the Swedish league in Skellefteå. Uh, we mentioned it uh, in the last week's episode uh, that it's uh, more than 450 entered men and uh, 250 entered women in the elite class. Uh, they have not uh, selected, uh, split them into uh, the different elite classes yet. But uh, as you mentioned, the start field is uh, amazing for this uh, Thursday's event. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, there will be a lot of different classes, and it's not the final list is not out, but uh, 
there is a preliminary list uh, where it's like 100 runners in the men and women elite one and elite two and then a little bit less in the or a bit more actually in the last ones uh, so 100 runners in elite one really really good runners uh, mostly it's based on the world ranking but also some swedish ranking and stuff so uh, all the all the best runners you see in the top of the international races they are of course participating in elite one so this will be a really really good test uh, just not only before tiumila but uh, uh, as one of the the competitions with the highest level at all during the whole season before the world championship so even if the terrain is not similar even if the prestige is not similar uh, I think it would be a, a good test for a lot of people. I like that uh, orienteering runners uh, are not afraid to compete, uh, uh, even if it's uh, just uh, two days before Tiumila. They they take on the competition clothes and and um, yeah, and then do a, a really competition against the rest of the world's best elites. It's not uh, you don't need to put the money on the table to get the orienteers to compete against each other. Then you will see, uh, yeah, high-level uh, uh, sports uh, uh, just two days before, uh, yeah, the team event in uh, in Shilafto. And um, it's also me- worth mentioning that uh, this event is actually one of the biggest events in the Västerbotten district uh, up in north uh, Sweden uh, the the whole year. So it's a big competition overall, but uh, 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 of course the most in the senior elite classes yeah and i think especially this year uh, as there is so few night legs for Tiumila, i think uh, that's the reason why so many people are running in the men elite class uh, because if there was more night legs more people would be preparing for for night orienteering and would probably prioritize going out night orienteering on thursday instead of running this race but now uh, as the things are with the schedule and yeah, it's up in the north late so it's going to be very few night legs then a lot of people can run this without any yeah without any risk of uh, going out yeah affecting the performance at Umila. Um from uh, what's uh, coming up we can uh, take a look at what's uh, been um, the past the weekend uh, uh, Denmark had the, their uh, world championship select- selection races in Switzerland they had a short distance, a middle distance, and a long distance. Uh, the two first was in the uh, kind of epic, uh, difficult, detailed terrains in uh, Flims. Uh, and uh, yeah, we uh, beginning with a short distance on, uh, uh, it was uh, Friday, they participated there. Yeah, so if you start with the women's, uh, it was a double victory for the Freebake listener sisters, uh, Cecilia ahead of Nicolina. Uh, Lina Sjedberg took the third place. Annika Simonsen was just behind in fourth, and then also Hedvig Gudesen was very, very close in fifth. Uh, Mirit Hanödem was a bit down. Uh, and also at the same time, it was uh, the Swedish team were there participating in yeah, doing the same course. Uh, and Tove was running the fastest of the Swedish girls, and she was about two and a half minutes ahead of Cecilia Kristner. So as expected, uh, the difference between the best Swedish girls and the best Danish girls are significant, but two and a half minutes behind Tove is not that is not bad in in a in a short middle distance. And uh, in the men's class, um, uh, something to notice there. We can take the facts uh, first. Yeah, so Søren Tranødum he won uh, the first of many victories this weekend. 
he was just 14 seconds out of Bjorn Sederberg. Marius Tranödium, he was less than a minute behind. And then there was a big, big gap with, uh, uh, with number four, Emil Öbro, down more than three minutes behind. Uh, and also here, the best Danish were, no surprisingly, a bit behind the best Swede. Uh, but it was less than two minutes behind from Søren Tranödium and up to Gustav Bergman, who was the fastest. Uh, it was uh, nice to see uh, Søren Tranödium uh, back again, uh, competing in... Uh in uh, competing clothes and uh, yeah also winning uh, his shape he has been injured uh, uh, this spring uh, with uh, some knee uh, troubles uh, and uh, yeah good to see him compete again i think that's important for the danish team on the men's side yeah definitely and uh, as we will come to later he his form seems to be pretty good uh, so then the following day it was a middle distance and now miri tranödum was back with a good race uh, and when she's doing a good race she is a step above the other Danish girls, and this time it was three and a half minutes down from her to the second place, Cecilia Friberg-Lysner, and then Nicoline Friberg-Lysner with the third place. So I think it's uh, it's quite easy to select who will run the middle distance for the for the Danish girls when when the Friberg-Lysner sisters were one, two, and two, three, uh, and Mire Tarnodum is of course the best one. It's worth uh, mentioning that uh, this was held in a terrain that is uh, yeah really detailed and difficult and. Uh... Yeah, you need to have been there before, I think, uh, to um, yeah, to really uh, um, get the right technique there. Uh, yeah, you have seen it uh, you, uh, yourself, uh, Ivo. It's uh, it's quite difficult with uh, some um, big cliffs and uh, yeah, uh, it's look uh, quite similar down these uh, slopes uh, there. Yeah, and it's uh, but this is also the terrain that is the closest to where the middle distance final will be at World Championship this summer. So really really relevant maybe maybe it's a, it's a slightly further down in the slope and then maybe it's a little bit more tricky there than higher up uh, closer to where the uh, where the arena for the world championship will be but still uh, almost as relevant as you can get it yeah yeah definitely and that's also why the, the swedish team are running um, the same courses and uh, yeah matching against uh, dane or who is matching against who uh, you can discuss <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Miri had a good race, but she was still beaten by the best Swede. So Hanna Lundberg, she was about one forty faster, uh, but that's not a not that's not a big difference in a, in a pretty long middle distance. Uh, Miri had almost forty minutes, so it's a yeah, it was a proper 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 race here. But uh, there was a difference um, between the Swedish and the Danish runners in the men's class. Yeah, and it was also a big difference within the Swedish team. Uh, Gustav Bergman had a fantastic performance uh, it seemed like and he was more he was two minutes faster than Albin Riedefeldt and there was also quite quite big gaps further down uh, and he was almost five minutes ahead of the best Dane uh, which was Søren Tranødum in this race. Uh, Søren was three seconds faster than his older brother so Marius in second place and then it was a four minute gap down to Asbjørn Kaltoff down uh, in third place. So the, it would be interesting to see the selection race, the selection, uh, I mean, for the Danish men, because, yeah, of course, Søren Tranødum is in, uh, Marius with the, with, the, with the third place and a second place, he should be in, and then it's really open to see about the third place, because Bjorn Sederberg had a good race in the first one, but he was far behind in the, in the second middle distance. So this will be an open selection for the last spot. Uh, about uh, who's in and out. Uh, I was uh, down in uh, Switzerland myself, and uh, I was talking a bit to Jumila with uh, Søren, and 
Uh, I could not get who was in and out of the IFK Göteborg team at Tiumila at, at least. That was a difficult one. But we will come back to that later. Uh, in the long distance, the last uh, test race for uh, the selection race for the Danish team on Sunday. Yeah, really long uh, competition time, Sarah, both in um, men and women's uh, class. Yeah, uh, no surprise, Miri, with her second victory in a row. Uh, edging Cecilia Klusner with one minute and 20 seconds. And then Ida Oebler was number three, two and a half minute down. Uh, it seems like from the times it was not a great race by Miri because she was uh, more than eight minutes behind Sarah Hagström. Uh, I think uh, Sarah Hagström is clearly at a higher level than Miri Tranödum, but the difference should not be eight minutes if Miri has a good race. Uh, so maybe that also explains why it was quite close. Uh, it was a really long race. Miri had 90 minutes and Annika Simonsen in fifth place was only four minutes behind. So not that big gaps uh, if you compare it with Miri, but quite big gaps if you compare it with the best Swede. Yeah, and we can uh, look at the men's class and then we can also notice why uh, Sarah Halsam is uh, the best Swede maybe in the women's class. Yeah, because Tova Alessandersson, she was running in the in the men's course and she was almost fast enough to qualify for the Danish team. Uh, uh, so another victory for Søren Tranødum, three times in a row, uh, winning with almost 10 minutes ahead of Jakob Steintal, uh, with Linus Agevi Kristiansson in third place, almost 14 minutes behind uh, and only one minute ahead of Tove. Uh, so I think big... Uh, it's a big sign from Søren Tranødum to win with 10 minutes and also he was less than three minutes behind the fastest Swedes so then it's uh, yeah, it's certainly a, a solid race from him and we know that he has been injured for quite a long time so uh, it's easy to assume that he's not quite yet at his best over a long, tough long distance so then he's only three minutes behind Simon Imark on such a course it's a, that's a good sign for him with still almost two months to go to a world championship. Yeah, and uh, Imark uh, was uh, uh, yeah, winning uh, in uh, uh, the Swedish uh, race uh, a couple of seconds, or half a minute ahead of uh, Martin Regborn, who uh, we have seen Regborn performing quite stable in the top of the world elite this spring. So, yeah, definitely a good race uh, already, we should say, from uh, Søren Tranødum uh, coming back from injury. Uh, in uh, Switzerland, it was also some sprint racing this uh, weekend. The Swiss uh, sprint champs with a relay on uh, Saturday and an individual race on Sunday. Uh, quite high level when they are sprinting in Switzerland, isn't it, Ivo? Yeah, and, and this, the individual sprint race, the sprint championship on Sunday was also selection race for the World Cup in Czech Republic in beginning of August. So... Most of the national team runners were, were there. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, the, the Swiss has a very high level of sprinting. Uh, but it is it, it has to be said that this year, uh, many of the best runners, they are not focusing at sprint at all until the World Championship. So I guess there's a, there, there was some example of uh, rusty sprint technique uh, among some of the absolute best runners that maybe have not been training a lot of sprint during during the last half year. Yeah, but... Uh... If you have uh, learned to cycle a bike, uh, then you should just jump up on the seat and let it go. Isn't it like that also a bit in orienteering? Or? 
I guess so. You know, I, I never, neither of us ever learned how to do proper spin current theory fast enough. So we are not experts here. <laughs> no, that, that's the truth. But um, uh, that's the privilege of uh, mediocre orienteers. We can, uh, we can um, criticize the really good when they are doing uh, bad things in the forest. So, yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, so, but, yeah, um, but, yeah go, yeah, go into the facts here. Yeah, so the sprint relay was won by the Hubman team. Uh, Lisa Hubman, Martin Hubman, Daniel Hubman and Nina Hubman. Uh, no surprise and it was a quite clear victory. Uh, or it was not quite clear victory, it was a very clear victory. Uh, the second place went to uh, Will Beal Selan with the, with the Abersholz, uh, Fabian Abersholz, Simon Abersholz and then with Silvan Ullmann and Alin Schmucki. Uh, and then they had a young Young Anku team uh, from the French-speaking part with uh, Alina Nigli, Loic Berge, Pascal Bux and Ines Berge. I guess, I think three of them are juniors. Loic Berge is only 17. So very, very young team taking the last uh, medal spot. Yeah, also worth uh, noting that um, there were some of the favorite teams that uh, mis- mispunched uh, during this uh, this uh, sprint relay. Uh, uh, among them, Ole Norska and... Uh, well, Simmerberg. Uh, so, yeah, they could not uh, take the medals they wanted uh, this uh, time. Yes. And individual race uh, in uh, yeah, the Swiss champs, uh, quite tough. Yeah. Uh... yeah, so if we start with women, uh, as I mentioned, most of the top runners, they are not prioritizing sprint. But in Switzerland, on the women's side, there is one exemption. Uh, Ellen Gempele, the one that won World University Championship and she was in the top 10 at World Championship. Uh, sprint last year. She is basically a pure sprinter. She doesn't do much forest orienteering at all. And uh, this focus uh, certainly paid off uh, this weekend where she took her first Swiss title on the elite level. Uh, 15 seconds ahead of Natalia Gempele and then with Elena Ross in third and Simona Ebersholt just outside the podium in fourth. A quite um, quite good victory there for um, Elena Gempele. And uh, I, 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 it's nice to see that uh, her uh, prioritizing on sprint is getting uh, results. Yeah, she got uh, some really good uh, uh, names under her belt uh, there with uh, yeah Natalia and Elena and uh, not least uh, Simona Ebersolt. Uh, so yeah, good. Yeah, and I mean uh, now we have we have seen such quite a big focus on the forest orienteering with a purely World Cup in the forest in Norway, and there will be a World Championship only in the forest. So it's easy to forget some of the pure sprint specialists, but I'm sure that Ellen Gempel is a name we will see very high up at the, at the result list when we come to the World Cup in Czech and especially the European champs in Italy. Yeah, and um, that uh, will also be the name of the game for some of the um, uh, top names in the men's class there, definitely, I think. Yeah, but this time it was... Uh, here it was the, the, the all-rounders. They were on top and then the sprinters were just behind. Uh, Joey Hardorn took the victory ahead of Matthias Kibbutz. And then we move into the more sprinter territory with uh, Timo Suter in third place and Ricardo Rankan just outside the podium in, in fourth place. And then with Tino Polsini in fifth place, also very, very close to the podium. Yeah, and uh, a half a minute down, Martin Hubman. And it's, uh, I think it's also worth mentioning that um, the veteran Daniel Hubman uh, mispunched uh, yeah, and was out of the battle for uh, for the... Medals here. Um, uh, he was the uh, first time out of the 
podium or medals in the uh, Swiss Sprint Champs uh, last year. Um, and then, uh, no, two years ago, I mean. And then it was the first time in 12 years he didn't get get the medal. So, yeah, he's getting old, this guy. No, he... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think maybe sprints are where you should notice age first, I guess. Uh, you know, you're losing a bit of the quick muscle fibers and stuff like that. Uh, but... Yeah, he was still competitive in the sprint races last year internationally. So it will be interesting to see what he can do when when the yeah the season turn focus to sprint in the autumn. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, telling this with a glimpse in the eye. I I know Daniel well, and um, I know that he will be competitive uh, uh, later on. But uh, yeah, it's not good to uh, to uh, not have the office work uh, doing uh, good enough. But uh, yeah, about office work, uh, there has been a lot of selection committees doing a lot uh, this uh, past weeks and uh, maybe some are working uh, extra time also this week uh, to select a team for Tiumila. This will be uh, yeah, maybe the highlight of the spring season uh, for many runners uh, among the orienteering world. Uh, and um, never before has the Tiumila been uh, running uh, so far up north in uh, Sweden. That means uh, not so much night orienteering for the men, but we will start looking at the women's relay. Do you have some facts here, Ivo? Yeah, so the women's relay starts uh, at 13.30 on the Saturday this week. Uh, it's five legs. Uh, the winning team is supposed to end, come to the finish at six o'clock. Uh, so if my math's correct, we are having four and a half hours of top quality orienteering um, and uh, top quality orienteering entertainment uh, on Saturday uh, afternoon. So that would be a very, very nice thing to follow. Uh, it's the it's the last Tiumila women's relay uh, in the format that we, we know it. Uh, next year it will be different. So uh, maybe it turns out to be better. Maybe it turns out to be worse. We will have to see. But uh, I think we should all enjoy this final uh, Saturday afternoon with, uh, with the women Tiumila. Yeah, and um, uh, just to recall what happened last year, it was uh, Nidan had an uh, amazing performance there in the women's uh, class. Uh, uh, Anna and came um, to the changeover um, as number three in the first leg. And uh, uh, Helena Carlson took over the lead for Nidalens on the second uh, leg. And uh, from then on, they were in the lead the whole way to the finish. Winning ahead um, of Uko Kora. Stortuno Uko, Uko Panorus, and Anta Anui. And I think we also should uh, take um, team number six into this uh, account, uh, IFK Göteborg, because I think maybe they are the favorites uh, this year. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could and not. You know, the, the, the setup of the relay is quite similar as it was last time. Uh, it's two legs in the beginning that is about six, seven kilometers, and then there's the, the long, unforked. Uh, leg three where it's uh, yeah the fastest girls will run almost 70 minutes it's more than 10 kilometers uh, very very decisive leg in in this relay and then there's a slightly shorter fourth leg and then uh, quite long last leg again where they will run almost eight and a half kilometer so pretty much standard procedure as it's always like with a long third leg and then quite a long last leg um, so not really anything specific to look out for in the in the no no big change in team tactic. I think when it comes to team selection this year compared to last season. 
No, it's not uh, anything new, but uh, you have to uh, do the. Uh, you should you should have a really good runner on the uh, leg number three, and uh, yeah, the best runner on the last leg. But uh, yeah, uh, should you have the second best runner on uh, leg number three or four? That that could be a discussion among uh, several teams, I think. Absolutely. So what we are planning to do now is that we will go through uh, the most interesting teams. Uh, and we will go through a lot of teams. Uh, so we will start with uh, uh, with some of the teams doing the lowest place, uh, the highest place placement last year, and then we will go down and we will end with Nidal as they are the reigning champion. Uh, so the first team I'm picking out is uh, a team that didn't run last year, and it's the Lithuanian club Igtisa. Uh, they ran Yukula last year or Venla, uh, and they finished in 21st place. Uh, but they have some really interesting new runners this year. Uh, and I think they have a very, very solid team. Yeah. And uh, who, uh, who are the runners in the team? Yeah. So uh, I think the, the best runner in the team is Alexandra Hornik. Uh, they've got her over from, uh, from Paimian Rasti. She has been running a lot of good relay legs for Paimian Rasti. And now she's with, uh, with ET instead. And I think they can feel... They have three experienced good relay runners in Hanna Wisniewska, Sandra Grosberger, and Alexandra Hornik. And I expect them to maybe run like one, three, and five. And then they fill up with the younger girls, Hanna Sudol and Elsa Kuse in the middle. Uh, Wisniewska, Grosberger, and Hornik, they won the, won the Finspring relay in the Finnish Relay League. Uh, and the, the two young ones are really, really good. Hanna Sudol was just outside top 10 at J-Walk last year. Uh, and Elsa Kuse had a really good uh, performance in the middle distance at the World Cup. So this is definitely a team to watch out for. And I I, I will not be surprised if they end in the top 10. Yeah, we've also seen this um, this spring that they've been running good uh, in the spring relays in uh, Sweden. So yeah, they know how to run relays. And uh, yeah, uh, interesting uh, team to watch out for uh, there. And then we move on to the next one. And it's... Uh, it's a really a, a dark horse in a way. Sunta Yveskele. Last year they were number 61 only. Uh, but then they were missing some runners. Uh, in the Venla they were 17th. So they should be competitive. Even if I think they are they are better on four legs than they are, they are five legs. But they have two really, really good runners in Teresa Janosiskova and Vera Klementinen. And as there is two long legs and three short legs, I think you can come a very, very long way if you have really good performance on the two longest ones yeah and uh, yeah we know uh, the skills of those two mentioned here and uh, and uh, yeah with a good first leg they could be uh, in the mix already and then uh, uh, they could be uh, leaning on the really skilled Janoskova and Clementina and then we continue also with a new Finnish really strong team yeah they were one of the big big underperformers at last year's uh, Miller. Uh, where I finished 29th, and that's Tampren Pyrinte. Uh, in the Venla, they were 7th, more where we are expecting them to be. Uh, and they have a very experienced team. Uh, they are probably not strong enough to fight for the victory, uh, but if they are doing well in the beginning of the relay, they should have a strong finish with Saila Kinney and Venla Hari on the last two legs, uh, and should be fighting for maybe a top 5 or a top 10 at least. Uh, I'm not quite sure how they will set up the team, but I would expect that Annie Harnpe will run the first leg and then Lotta Karola will run the third leg and then 
the last girl into the team should probably run the second leg. Uh, it's been quite a lot of times in the last 10 years where Tampa has had a very, very strong team and then they have put the yeah the last girl into the team on the first leg and maybe lost some time there. So uh, if I'm them, I would put the weak card on the second leg to try to get a good start and then um, and then save the best three runners to the last three. Yeah, it's, uh, this is a te- tactical issue. Uh, it's really a lot of tension in the relay when you're running the first leg. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, there is uh, something special there. Um, many runners are good in those situations, and uh, for others, there are too much tension and too much runner in the forest, and uh, they are performing better when uh, uh, when they are, are left out in the second leg. When uh, when it's uh, more space uh, among the runners, uh, you have uh, runners you can. Uh, uh, yeah, you can uh, look at and uh, have uh, adapt speed, but uh, even though it's not so intense. So, yeah, it's a, a technical issue there. But, uh, I mean, with uh, Van Le Hoyu and Salakini on the two last legs, uh, I think um, top six could be possible for this team. Definitely. Uh, I think top six is maybe out of reach for the next team. Uh, number 28 last year, Södertälje Nikarn. Uh, they had a really, really good Van relay where they finished 11th. And I think if they can repeat something like that, uh, a place around top 10, maybe top 15 uh, should be possible. Uh, they have Amanda Klein is the best runner and I assume she will run the last leg. Uh, the Brit Fiona Bunn is, uh, is a strong runner. Uh, she has quite a lot of experience in first leg, but she could also be running in third leg. And then they have Clara Borg, that they, which is one of the best Swedish juniors. I think those three will be the core of the team. And then they have some options uh, to fill it in so it will be interesting to see their team selection and how they set up and um, if they are able to to challenge uh, for the top 10 it would be great to have a very young team uh, but yeah an interesting team uh, nevertheless uh we have seen amanda klein has uh, taking you know, really big steps uh, this uh, spring and also fiona bun uh, has performed good uh, and about uh, performing over and under uh, their uh, league uh, i think the most uh, Overperforming uh, team lost uh, to Umila. That was in the men's class, but uh, that was uh, exactly Södertälje Nykvarn. So maybe we could see this uh, also from the uh, women's side in Södertälje uh, this year. We know that uh, Södertälje is a really a strong relay team uh, from uh, with b- really big traditions in uh, also to Umila. Yep. So then we move on and we'll try to do three quite quickly here. Uh, first, IFK Moura, number 27 last year. They were 24 at uh, Venla. They have a decent team, but they are lacking uh, both a little bit in the depth level and also not any world-class runners. They have some really good runners in Paula, Paula Gross and Denisa Kosova, and then there's the younger sister, Teresa Kosova. Uh, but I think the team is not strong enough to be fighting for a top 10. Uh, and I think the same goes for the next one. Number 25 last year, Helsingin Sundestajat. They had a really, really good performance at Venla where they finished 10th, but I don't see them finishing that high this time. Uh, they have a very good runner in Evely Kasiku, and then some decent Finnish girls like the Hulkunen sisters and yeah, um, Emily Kemp that was really good some years ago. Uh, but I think they are, yeah, they should have had one or two more runners almost at the level of Evely Kasiku to be able to fight for a top 10. Uh, and then we have Uko Tisarn, Swedish team, number 23 last year, number 20 in Venla Kavlen. 
Uh, some good runners there. Anna Svensson, uh, Andrea Svensson, sorry, has been really, really good this spring. Uh, and it will not be a surprise if he puts one of the fastest time on the last leg uh, and will take the team climbing up the result list. But to reach the top five seems, yeah, that seems hard. Top 10 should be possible maybe. Uh, but the position more around maybe 12, 15 is what I expect from them. Uh, the Chandler sisters are good, but they are not as good as they used to be a few years ago. Um, I think they have yeah, not that strong runners in the beginning of the relay. So I ex I fear Tisarn will lose some time in the two first legs and then the Chandler sister and Svensson will, will be chasing. Uh, I remember... Uh... Four years ago, uh, in uh, Skåne, down in Skåne, uh, the last year at Jumila, before the pandemic, uh, Tisan had a really good uh, tactical move, and uh, Josefin Chandler uh, got uh, the back of uh, Simona Ebersholt on the third leg. So, yeah, they they uh, did a good performance there by uh, good uh, technical uh, disp the disposition of the team um, from the selection committee, and yeah, good a real uh, get a real good position there. Uh, but uh, yeah, you need some luck and uh, technical uh, uh, smartness to succeed in uh, such relay as the Umila. And uh, yeah, we can continue. Yeah, so number 22 last year, Espon Sunta. They are a very interesting team. Uh, I think it's um, too early for them. Uh, and also they have lost uh, Ida Hapala. They may be the best runner last year, but they have so many of these good Good young girls, both uh, Finnish girls and uh, Hungarian girls. Uh, I think uh, Havne Hilo will run the first leg. She's been running well in the first legs in the Finnish Relay League this year. Uh, Silva Kempi, another junior, is uh, really, really good. Uh, Eli Punto, I think she's still a junior. She's also very, very good. And then Rita Maramarosi, the Hungarian girl that won medals at J-Walk last year. So a very interesting team to follow. I doubt they will be able to fight all the way uh, with with so with so many young girls, it's uh, it's hard to get everyone to perform at the top level. But if they all perform at the top level, they we will be seeing them a lot in the TV cameras. I think. Yeah, the challenge with uh, such team as uh, this, um, with a uh, lot of youth runners, is uh, they are uh, yeah they're running really good uh, uh, when they have the win and the, they're back. But if they're getting some. Uh, Challenging uh, uh, challenges under their way, uh, it could be tough. Uh, but uh, yeah, if they goes their way, it uh, will be exciting to follow those uh, youngsters. Uh, next team we will mention uh, have a really veteran who will play a uh, important role. Yeah, so Laden Sunnistar, they finished in twenty first place last year uh, at Umila, but at Venla they were number six. So they are a team with very high potential. Uh, but I think they are also better on four legs than they are on five legs. And I think they are lacking the, the really the killer on the last leg. Uh, Mina Kalpi is really, really good still. Uh, it's it's starting to... It's, it's a lot of... It's many years since she retired from the top international level. But she's still running really, really well. Last year at Venla, she had a fantastic leg. Uh, so she's still competitive at this level. Uh, the young Elisa Mattila. Uh, it's very, very interesting. I assume she will get to run the last leg or the third leg. Uh, Anna Neri and Karolina Uskowski are solid runners with a lot of experience. So I think Laden Sunnestad is a team that can... Yeah, they, they will be there close to the lead. Uh, and then maybe they will fade a little bit in the end. But uh, top 10, 
could be possible, but more likely a position around 15 and 20. And then we can maybe expect a little bit more from them at Venla in, in a month's time. Uh, about uh, Mina Kope, um, we have seen this uh, spring that uh, she has um, won a uh, mountain uh, race uh, and terrain mountain race in uh, Finland. So she is uh, definitely in good shape um, this spring. Maybe better think, than, than a couple of years ago also. I think we call it a hill race if it was in Finland because fin- we all know Finland doesn't have mountains. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, unsure of the, <laughs> the terminology there, but uh, she at least it was... Uh, was uh yeah a bit longer than uh, Alegi and uh, Timila and Venla, so she is in good shape and uh, enjoy running and uh, she is running with low uh, no pressure and can just enjoy on theory. and that's what um, that's also what Ukoline has to do. Uh, we continue with them. Yeah, but I'm not sure if we can talk about low pressure here because Ukoline, even if they finished 20th last year and was 22nd at Venla. This year they are one of the really really outsiders for at least for the top three, but also a dark horse for the for the victory. I would guess uh, they have some uncertainties maybe in the beginning of the of the relay. I would assume they start with the, the Norwegian junior Kristin Melby Jakobsen on the first leg. Uh, she's very good, but she is lacking experience at this level, and sometimes that can affect. Sometimes it doesn't. So it will be interesting to see if she can perform at her best or if she gets too nervous uh, running the first leg for one of the outsider teams. Uh, and then I expect them to go with Su- Susan Lush on the second leg, the experienced German. Uh, she had a really good race in the Swedish league last weekend where she was in the top 10 on the middle distance. So a six kilometer second leg should suit her very, very well. Um, and then Pia Jongvik and Uda Schele should probably run the two next legs. I don't think it matters who runs the long and who runs the fork. They are quite equal, uh, both when it comes to the level and as the qualities of as orienteers. Uh, and then the last leg should be, of course, Johanna Riedefeldt, uh, a very, very good runner. And one of the, probably one of the five, six, seven best runners on that last leg. Yeah, uh, uh, talking about um, uh, experience, uh, uh, Kirsten Melby Jakobsen, she has been running uh, both... Uh... Jaywalk and uh, uh, participating in jaywalking ski orienteering uh, for Norway. But uh, Tio Mila, um, uh, first leg, that's something different. And also in a team that uh, have uh, yeah, set any goal and uh, maybe a top 10, top 6 position. Could be could be tough. There's a lot of tension there. Uh, even yeah. if, she's, uh, yeah, if she's running first or second leg. So uh, interesting to see. But they also, Uline has also some good options. Uh, Ida Öbro, for example, is a good runner. She could be in the team instead of Melby Jakobsen or ahead of Susan Lush. Uh, Vilma Blender had a really good first leg at Jukola last year. But I think she is also one of these cards that are, yeah, you flip them and you don't know what you get. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how Uline lines up. But I expect for sure to to see Pia Ungvik, Uda Schiel and Johanna Riedfeldt in some order on the last three legs. I will not uh, spoil my uh, my uh, where I got my information, but I know that uh, Kirsten B. Jakobsen, uh, she's also in the team. So there will be three Norwegians in the team. So, yeah. Perfect. Uh, but uh, there, uh, then we continue with the Norwegian team. And uh, there, uh, they have been um, winning Tumila, but uh, there is... Um, 
a long time ago in the women's class. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say that they are not winning this year either. Uh, they have a solid team uh, and they can perform really, really well. Uh, but I think it's not strong enough. Uh, yeah, we are Eleanor talking was... about uh, we are talking about <laughs> Halden now. Uh, if we didn't mention, of that. course, we didn't mention that Halden number nineteen last year, and they were eighteen in Venla. Uh, Elena Ross is really, really good. I think the terrain should suit her pretty well, uh, but I think behind her, it's it's not strong enough. Uh, Svetlana Mironova is very good, uh, but she's getting older. Uh, they have some interesting foreign runners. Uh, the French girl Mai Beavoy is pretty good. Uh, the Spanish girl Ana Casado, uh, sorry, Ana Toledo, uh, is also a good runner. Uh, she had some injuries in her hand at the World Cup relay, but I guess she should be fine by now to run. Uh, and then it will be interesting to see if they put uh, the young Czech girl Eliska Siglova perhaps in the team. Uh, and somehow, Kampman, yeah, it will be. I think it will be hard to find a perfect setup with this team. Uh, I might actually be tempted to put Elena Ross on the third leg and uh, put Mironova on the, on the last leg. Uh, but we will see what they do. Uh, yeah, again, this is a team that, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, could be uh, uh, nice to have the win in the back and uh, good uh, good flow from the beginning. Then they can uh, uh, perform good in the end. Uh, but uh, if they get some uh, uh, mistakes and um, tough uh, start of the relay, it could be tough for Holden. And we, they will uh, will struggle be more than la- they were last year when they were um, around uh, number 20. So, yeah, uh, but uh, definitely some good runners, but uh, maybe two, uh, two big uh, differences between the tops and um, the rest of the team. Yeah, and uh, I think maybe something similar we will see in the next team we're talking about, number 17 last year, Uel Noska from Switzerland. Uh, at Venla, they were number 25. Uh, but I think if they had all the if they have all the runners in good form, they should be a very very interesting team. But there are some big big question marks around Sabine Hauswift. Uh, she was sick before the World Cup. She had health issues during the World Cup, and she had problems afterwards. So I'm not even sure if she's going to run the race. Uh, and if she's running, uh, if she's not running, that's a big loss for them. Uh, she should be the the best runner in the team. Uh, they have uh, some very interesting mix of uh, runners. Uh, they have a lot of good young girls. Uh, I expect Vera Moser to run the first leg. She was uh, performing well at J-Rock last year. Um, then they have some really experienced runner, in, especially Simone Nigli, uh, which is rumored to be really, really good. So it will be interesting to see how good she actually is. Um, in, the, in the end of March, she was beating uh, Natalia Gempel in a race here in Switzerland. Uh, so if she can compete at that level, I mean, she could perhaps run the last leg and be one of the fastest girls. That would be quite sensational. Yeah, she's starting to uh, getting old. Uh, she has passed uh, 45 years. So, But uh, we saw Annemiette Hausken was uh, 46 uh, running last leg in the winning team uh, last year. So, yeah, for those girls, it's uh, possible everything. But I mean, how cool would it be to see Simone Nigli, Mina Kaupi and Hausken running together in the front of Tiumila? That would be something. Yeah, but uh, uh, as we will come to later on, uh, Hausken is she's not running last leg this year. Yes, but, so... uh, but I agree. I agree. But uh, yeah, um, 
Uh, we will predict uh, Will Noska maybe a um, uh, position as uh, last year or uh... yeah I would uh, I, if 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 Sabine Hausfeld is not running I think the top twenty would be really really good for them. Yeah, and then um, we're going to the Basque coast or the west coast in Sweden to visit uh, Göteborg, Mariana. Yes, last year number 16, uh, only number 43 at Venla, but then they had some uh, reduced team strength. Uh, this year they have a very interesting team. Uh, even if Lina Strand perhaps is slightly at a lower level than before, she should be a, a solid last leg runner. Uh, they have some... Very good young girls. Uh, Tilde Bucklund has had a good season. Uh, Lina Sederberg is a bit more experienced than the junior girls. I will come to later, but she so she could be a strong candidate to run the long third leg. Um, so I think they will finish with those three, and then hopefully, I'm I'm saying this because I really want to see these young girls getting the chance in the hot seat. Uh, Sabina Aumo, the Finnish Jaywalk runner and Eleonora Alinder, the Swedish Jaywalk runner from last year. Hope to see those two on the first two legs. Uh, we know that in the women's class, also in the men's class, but especially in the women's class, if you are if you are close to the best juniors in the world, you are really, really, really strong in the relays uh, compared with the with the yeah with the how do you say it, the the not elite uh, runners that are mostly running first and second leg in these relays. So I think Göteborg Mariana has a very interesting team. Definitely a strong contender for top 10. Uh, but also here with a lot of young runners, there are some yeah, potential for, uh, for mistakes. Uh, so there could be quite a big variation in what they can, what they can achieve. Yeah, um, they have been uh, straightening their team this year. Um, uh, yeah, it would be possible with a top 10 if they uh, flow under the way during the relay. And then we come to Poyantati. Uh, you know what that means uh, in uh, Norwegian or uh, English? No. The Northern Star. So Poyantati ah, on the Northern yeah, Star up from Ulu in uh, North Finland. Yeah, and they are very, very traditional club. Uh, been as, almost as long as I can remember, at least. Uh, they have been up there in the in the women's relay. Uh, I think their team is getting older and older and they're struggling a little bit to get the uh, younger girls uh, in. So I think they were a better team some years ago. Uh, but they have some good runners that are still aiming for the Finnish national team. Um, so especially Anna Hataya uh, is a very, very good runner. I expect her to take the last leg. Uh, Kirsten Urmi is a good runner. She should probably run the, the long third leg. Uh, Sari Antonen, very experienced been very very good first leg runner over many years so i expect those three to be the core of the team and then who they fill in i'm not sure about uh, but yeah they were 15th last year uh, at venla they were number eight so it would be stupid to not count them among a candidate for a top 10. no we can uh, call them a candidate for a top 10 and then we have uh, about venla the organizer from last year they were um... Fortina Tiumila, the Venla organizer, Amas Palma. Yeah, they have a... And organizing, uh, organizing Venla means uh, a lot of cash in the, the club uh, pocket. Uh, have they bought any new runners for those uh, cash? Not uh, anyone noteworthy that I've, uh, I've seen, but uh, we will see who they show up with when they enter the teams. 
Uh, I think they have at least two very good runners in Eni Alava and Maya Sianoja, uh, experienced runners with a lot of experience from the Finnish national team. Uh, if they are fit and and healthy, they should run the two longest legs. And then, yeah, they probably have a lot of interesting girls to fill up the last three spots. They are often performing quite well. Uh, so, but I think they should not be fighting for a top five, uh, but maybe somewhere around 10 to 20. And uh, that uh, will uh, also maybe be the case for uh, next team to uh, talk about the Vastavik. Yeah, so Westerwick had a good team in the last year where they finished 13th. Uh, in Venla, they were 23rd. Uh, and they have like this very interesting team. Uh, so basically, they have six girls that could all run in the in the first team. Uh, Evan Dongen, Lena Eliasson, uh, Nicoline Klysner, Agnes Kracht, uh, and the Carlson sisters, what's their name? Elin and Nelly, I think. Uh, but basically, the first four I mentioned... Uh, is probably all best suited to run the long straight leg uh, but there's only one who can run it uh, so maybe I would I would go with Nicoline Kristner on the last leg as she was performing quite well in the Danish selection races uh, then I would go with Erfan Dongen on the on the on the long fork and forked leg put Lena Elias on fourth start with Agnes Nögerkracht and then have one of the Carlson sisters on the second leg. Uh, a team that very well can finish in the top 10, but they can also finish outside of the top 30. Yeah, uh, they are also... Uh, yeah, it's depending on uh, getting a good uh, back or pack in uh, leg number three, I think, yeah. And about this team, I think uh, Lena Eliasson Love was one of those who did the uh, strongest performance on the last year's Stimula when she was... Uh, uh, speaking uh, the whole men's uh, relay at the uh, arena to, as an expert there. She was doing a really good job there uh, after she had been running uh, herself in the daytime. Uh, Paimon lost it then, uh, number 12 last year. Yeah, number 12 last year, number 9 in Venla. And this is the, the first top team that has actually entered their team in Eventor. So here we don't have to guess, here we know... Uh, what they will what they will come with. Uh, so they have entered Inga Dambe, the very experienced Latvian runner. Uh, I guess she is she is uh, in the yeah somewhere. I think she's born somewhere between Marianne Andersen and Anna Greta Hösken. Uh, so very experienced runner. Uh, Emma Emma Valkama will run the second. Ina Westerlund will run the third. Tulia Wieber will run the fourth, and then they will anchor with Milja Vataja, one of the Runners that have been very impressive in Finland this uh, spring. Uh, they have lost Alexandra Hornick, uh, and I think the yeah they have not the strength needed to be in the top ten. Uh, but this another team that will probably be within yeah between eleven and twenty five somewhere around there. Um, they are uh, good for this team that uh, Tiemli is quite late uh, this year because uh, yeah uh, rumors. Uh, Telling that Inga Dombe, she's uh, she's not so a fan of uh, training a lot during winter, but the running orienteering is uh, quite good. So when she has gone uh, a couple of more weeks running a lot of orienteering races, uh, uh, she's running everything that she can come come over. So then she is in good shape to take care of first leg since it's so late in May this year. 
Yes, then she will be even better for Jukola. Uh, yeah, yes, definitely. I think, I think also Pine and Rust is a team that is that is significantly better on four legs than they are on five legs. So, but yeah, we will see. I think they're mostly their focus is on Jukola, uh, but there should be a, a team we will see in the TV screen a lot. Uh, but how high it will end, I don't know. But my guess is outside of the top ten. And then we have a team uh, who has been winning both uh, Tiumila and uh, yeah, Jukula Vanlad uh, uh, last uh, 10 years, uh, Alta Ösa. Uh, they're not yeah. a big, uh, uh, big uh, uh, pool of runners to uh, choose from uh, either, but uh, they are really good. And they are really experienced. Uh, so I, I, my guess is they will line up with uh, Irina Nyberg, uh, Sara Eskilsson, Galina Vinogradova, Josvin Heika. And then Natalia Gempel on the last leg. Uh, and I think it's really important that Galina Vinogradova gets a good group on the on the third leg. Um, and this is a team that is, when you look at them and you think individually, you look and think that, ah, they're going to lose a lot of time on the first four legs. Uh, but they, Irina Nibeg is a very good relay runner and the others are very experienced. And we know that Natalia Gempel is one of the best in the world. So... Yeah, if if everything goes uh, perfect for them, maybe they can fight for a top three, top five. Uh, but I guess a position around last year, yeah, maybe between eight or twelve uh, is is uh, most probable. Yeah, about uh, Gampel and uh, one of the best in the world. I, I think it was a bit strange. Uh, she was not running last leg for Switzerland in the World Cup relay, actually, because. Uh, we have seen, uh, yeah, in a finish uh, like uh, it was in the World uh, World Cup relay. Maybe Gampley could have uh, taken down uh, Riesbeder if she has been running instead of Ebersolt. Uh Yeah, you thought? Yeah, not impossible. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Natalia Gampley is really strong, both physically and also mentally. So I don't think she's. I don't think there's a lot of girls that wants to be together with her at the second last control at Fortumila this weekend. Yeah, we, I mean, uh, if you look back in um, uh, world champs in uh, Østfold in Norway, she sprinted down Hösken uh, on the last controls there and getting the bronze medal for uh, uh, Russia at that time. Yeah, so, but yeah, she's definitely one of the strongest girls uh, on this leg and also in the in the last part. And I think she will, I think she will have some chasing to do when she gets the map on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, about the uh, last leg runners, uh, we have seen the last leg runner for uh, uh, number 10 last year, uh, Yala. Uh, Colin also taking her team to victory in uh, Tiumila. Last time it was in Nina's home in uh, 2018. Yeah, now we are, we are moving into the top 10 from last year and now it's getting uh, in more and more interesting. And of course, Yala is a really, really good uh, relay team. Uh, I think they are lacking a little bit too much and uh, and it's not the team is not strong enough on the first four legs uh, but Caroline Olsson is in great form uh, she's been running very well this spring and we know that she's a very good last leg runner so if she's in position uh, to hunt for the podium uh, it will be yeah she, you will be we will be sure that she will be giving a show uh, in the chase for a top spot uh, but i think they are yeah a little bit too old, some of the girls, uh, and and not fast and strong enough. Uh, but we will see. Uh, number nine last year, 
Also, yeah. Then we are still in Stockholm, leading her. Uh, first of all, they were amazing at Venla when they finished second last year. Uh, that was a big, big surprise. Uh, I think when we saw Tiumila last year, we were quite impressed by leading her in top 10. Uh, then Venla, they were second. Uh, they have lost um, Alice Hugoson since that. And it will be interesting to see who runs the first leg. Uh, and they also had some injury issues. Emma Biesmo has been struggling a bit this spring, but she seems to be back in competition now. Uh, Katrin Müller has had some problems with injuries as well, and she did not start the sprint race in Switzerland this weekend, so I'm not sure if she's actually running. Uh, and I haven't seen that much from Veronica Kalinina either uh, the, last, the last few months. Uh, so they have a team that potentially, as they showed at Jukola last year, they can, they can be in the fight for a podium, but they can also be outside the top 10. Uh, and we also have a really interesting team uh, was uh, number eight last year, and uh, yeah, yeah. And then we are uh, moving back to Finland to Kalvan Raste. Uh, very good Venla last year, especially where they were number four. And I think they have a very very strong team. Uh, Ida Hapala is a very strong runner. I would put her on the third leg, and then I would put uh, Mia Nittinen on the fourth leg, and then finish with uh, Malgatene. Uh, and then they have a lot of girls who can who can fill in the on the first two legs. Uh, some Finnish girls, uh, the French girl Cecile Calandri, uh, the British girl um, Grace Molloy. I haven't seen much from her this year, uh, so maybe she's had some injury problems or something. She was not running the World Cup, uh, but if she is in normal form, she should be a very very strong girl to have in one of the first two legs. So Kalo and Rust is the first team where I'm saying. This is a really, really a, a podium contender, very strong contender for a top three. Yeah, uh, we saw with the fourth place at Venla last year, uh, definitely. And uh, yeah, and they have a really good finisher uh, in uh, Tiny. I mean, that's important uh, to have a possibility to get in the, in the podium position in um, those uh, big relays. Yeah, and then we move to number seven from last year. Uh, one of the big surprises uh, in Tiumila last year, uh, Iko Hakarspojkena, or maybe they've changed the name now, so it's officially only Iko Hope. Iko Hope Huskarna is the official Iko name. Huskarna, yes. Yeah, it was Iko Hakarspojkena before. Yeah, but that's, yeah. So Iko Hope Huskarna, they were number seven last year. We're also good at Yukula, where they were number 12. Uh, and they have also published the. Uh, the, the team selection, so we know what we're talking about here, not just guessing as, as the others. Uh, so they will start with uh, Lisa Åkesson, and then they will have Tilda Palm on the second, Erika Åkesson on the third, and then they will finish with the two best runners in the club, with uh, Hilda Holmqvist Johansson and Annika Simonsen. Uh, it's a solid team. Uh, those three Swedes on the first three legs are not, not that well-known outside of Sweden, but they are solid runners, uh, and if they can get in the right group for the third leg, and then they have a good possibility for another top ten with uh, with the two with the two finishers in Hilda Holmqvist Johansson and Annika Simonsen. Uh, it will be tough for them to to do better than seventh place last year, uh, but if they can finish around ten, I think they should be very happy with that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so we will come to the sixth last team here, or the, the six best teams from last year. Later, no, uh, we will see that uh, Eco Hope uh, Husqvarna will have difficulties that uh, being uh, anything better than uh, number uh, 
six as they no seven as they were last year. Uh, because at uh, sixth place last year, it was the Timila, the team that won Timila later in the summer, IFK Göteborg. Uh, yeah, yeah, we yes, uh, take the line up there. I think uh, I think we should listen to uh, Sara Hagström first, and then we talk about them afterwards. Yeah, we had a good uh, talk with uh, Sara Hagström, and uh, we let her uh, tell about uh, how they prepared uh, prepared and. Uh, their uh, expectations uh, before the weekend in Skellefteå. Uh, stay tuned. In even national orienteering podcast, uh, we have uh, with us uh, Sara Hagström, uh, and we are supposed to talk a bit about uh, Tiumila. IFK Göteborg, uh, you have good uh, traditions in that uh, relay in the last years. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, last year, actually, you were better in Finland, in Jukola, than in Tiumila. Uh, how are your expectations for this year's uh, uh, relay up in Skellefteå, Solo? Yeah, I, I, thank you. Uh, I think uh, our ex- expectations, is uh, they are quite high uh, <laughs> because we have been really close to the victory for many years now. So I think, yeah, it should be strange if our expectations is not to win, but or or hopes at least um, we know we have a really strong team and uh, I think we had a good training winter in Gothenburg with uh, a lot of people on home, bra- home ground and uh, yeah uh, yeah I think uh, we have good po- possibilities to uh, finally take that victory this year but of course it's uh, it's really and uh, everything can happen and and we know we have to do the work uh, even though we are favorites uh, on the paper it's uh, Almost never ending up like that. <laughs> yeah, we have seen that uh, your men's team uh, has been favorite and winning uh, several times, so it should be possible. Uh, but what is the secret, uh, as you, uh, yeah, as you see it, uh, to succeed in uh, such a relay as Team Milan? Uh, I should ask someone else who have won. <laughs> no, but we have been in the top, so yeah, I, th- I guess we have succeed. Uh, but uh, I think it's it's good to have a environment where you can rely rely on each other, um, and uh, of course to yeah have a work together like throughout the whole winter. I think it's uh, successful to like talk about it in the clubhouse on Tuesday evenings and uh, stuff like that. It makes it feel important and make people uh, like value it high. Uh, so. Uh, I think that's uh, one of the successful factors. Um, yeah, uh, you have a, a team with really strong runners uh, at national team level. Uh, last year's winner, uh, Needle, they they have uh, yeah not so many national team runners who are aiming for medals at the world champs. Uh, uh, could that be a drawback for you because you're not prioritizing Tiumila uh, so high, or is it? Uh, yeah, do you uh, solve out that combination, club versus national team and yeah. world champs? Yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, field because, I mean, the people who are not aiming for WOC and uh, and the World Cups, they are often better at the relays because they focus on them. Uh, so you cannot really measure the performances uh, on the World Cup between a World Cup runner and uh, like uh, a club runner who runs SM and uh, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, like those club runners... Uh, really perform higher uh, and that's one of the non-expected uh, things in relays um, 
because you can have a really strong team on the paper and and then still it comes another team with the, a lot of uh, good runners uh, but who are not aiming for world champs and and of course it's a pri- prioritizing question uh, while the world champion uh, aiming runners look at the world uh, world championships map uh, the other ones uh, sit with the Skellefteå map and uh, and look at that so yeah i think uh, yeah it can be a a bit of a, a con to have a lot of world cup runners also to like f- find times to uh, train together and everyone is always on a camp so it it has been challenging for us to have like uh, gatherings where everyone is is uh, on on spot in Göteborg um so yeah it would be nice to have a team where everyone is on home ground but uh, of course uh, people have their own uh, focuses and so so am I so uh, yeah uh, you have to compromise a bit yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, when you have so much strong runners, uh, the, it would be it uh, must must have been difficult for a selection committee in your club. Uh, but uh, no, you have, uh, as far as I know, selected the team. And what's the uh, scenario you dream of when you will go out on the last leg? Um, yeah, it it would be really nice to to have uh, <laughs> like a big gap down. Of course, uh, I know the the people in the team uh, is able to to create that but uh, you never know and uh, of course a lot of scenarios could come and uh, yeah uh, on the world cup uh, i ran the last leg and uh, i was expecting like going out in the uh, somewhere in the front at least but uh, yeah tove got sick oh i lost you there can you yeah, so i i shouldn't uh, get so comfortable with uh, having strong uh, girls in front of me, I should be prepared for everything. Uh, and why is it uh, uh, that uh, you uh, will uh, succeed in this year's Tiumila as you did in uh, Jukola uh, last year when you won? Yeah, I think uh, in Ju- in yeah in Venla relay we lowered the shoulders a bit. I think we have had for quite many years like the aim for win and. Yeah, it feels like we've been so close, but uh, at least I had the feeling that we were a bit more relaxed last year and uh, it was like more of a, having a more of a good time on on Vanla. Of course, we had a good time the other years too, but uh, I think the mentality was more let's give it a try, and if if it, if we don't succeed, then we will come again next year. Uh, and the other years, it it feel it felt a bit more like yeah now is the chance we have uh so i think uh, we should do quite the same this year like okay we are we are favorites uh, but we should maybe try to focus on the performances and uh, yeah stuff like that and see if if we don't succeed then there will be a new chance next year yeah, so uh, you will see it as, as an advantage that you have succeeded in nuclear and you know uh, what to do, actually. Yeah, uh, maybe, run. maybe. I hope it's uh, it's really hard to like go back uh, in time to get the feeling before and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, uh, we uh, we uh, from outside we like to talk about uh, the rivalry and uh, your opponents. Uh, who do you see as your strongest opponents uh, for uh, a victory uh, in this year's team, Mila? Have you, yeah? Oh, it's really hard. I, I don't do so much uh, research before, actually. <laughs> it just feels like, 
yeah, it, it's fun to talk about teams and their uh, um, start. Uh, yeah, their their. <laughs> yeah who will run which leg and stuff like that but uh yeah i haven't done that so much so yeah i guess it will be uh a bit the same as before uh, like quarter will be strong and uh maybe tuna and uh yeah uh, nydalen of course the previous winners but then it can always come like a finnish club from nowhere or yeah <laughs> also a famous finnish club uh uh, and yeah, yeah, I shouldn't speculate too much. Uh, we'll see when we get there. <laughs> yeah, talking about uh, team setups, uh, what is your team setup? Is that uh, something you can talk about? Uh, yeah, uh, I, we haven't actually decided if it's official or not, but we have got the teams. But uh, I should uh, I should not say something. Uh, let's keep it a secret until it's uh, released. But uh, yeah, it was a challenge for the for the team selectors too. <laughs> to take out the team and uh, yeah there are some girls who are disappointed and some who are really happy so it's always like that in team selections uh, but I think yeah we have a we have a good three good teams uh, and uh, yeah reserves for that so yeah I think we look forward to go and uh, fight for top places with uh, with almost all the teams. And which club will be most happy after this year's uh, women's relay at Umila? Uh, sorry. Which team will be most happy? You said some girls are happy, but which team will be most happy? Who who have the best success oh. in this year's? Yeah. Oh yeah, hope you see, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good. You have a uh, confidence uh, to t- tell us that. Yeah. Uh, that's good, Sara. Uh, nice to hear uh, hear from you, and uh, then we look forward to see you in action uh, in Shlefteå. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for being with us and good luck with the rest of the preparations, both for you and the team. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye. We had uh, Sarah Hogstrom there, and um, is there anything you noticed um, interesting for from that uh, uh, talk with her? Uh, I, she's confident, and I think she has every reason to be, uh, both on a personal. Uh, personal level and also on team level. I mean, the season so far has been quite amazing for her. Uh, she's, yeah, the World Cup in Norway was uh, really, really good. Uh, and she knows that she has on paper the the best team around her. And they are they are monster favorites. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, uh, that was uh, the, the dilemmas uh, with the, the top teams. Uh, but having um, yeah, like Hagström and uh, Simona Eversolt and uh, also for Kalvanasti with uh, Taini and um, yeah, we'll come to Suatuna, Alexanderson and Rispi and uh, Ukokore also. Uh, those runners who are the main goal of the season uh, is the to winning uh, medals at the World Champs. And uh, then you put in a uh, uh, really big... Uh, important club relay off just after yeah we know those uh, like Sara she's coming directly from uh, Switzerland and uh, lots of uh, tough sessions in uh, the world uh, champs terrain uh, yeah uh, how can you, she or uh, all the others switch the the button that they are uh, in their head ready for yeah, this uh, Tiumila, and uh, everyone uh, doesn't manage this one. That's a tough one, I think. 
Yeah, but I think it's I think it's uh, personally I think it's a bit overrated uh, because like uh, it's it's not like these girls would not train a lot if they were at home. Uh, they would be tired from training anyway. Uh, and I think with especially this year when most will come up, they will run the middle distance there on Thursday, and then it will be an easy Friday where you know you are with the team. Maybe you go out for a training map to see a little bit of the terrain. Uh, I think it should be quite easy for them to to get in the right mental mode. Uh, so I'm not worried about Sara or any of the other top top girls running uh, running last leg or important legs here. And while their their main focus is on the world champs in the summer. Yeah, because um, Sara she actually she wouldn't uh, tell the team, but she said that she would run the last leg. I noticed <clears throat> I noticed that. So uh, then we can. Uh, Try the team. Uh, the, it's not officially as we are talking uh, Monday evening here, but uh, I think uh, we have uh, got it uh, quite well. Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's a slightly controversial pick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of I, course, we we don't we don't know the team. It's not been published yet, but of course we have some sources. Uh, so uh, from what we have gathered, uh, Victoria Hesta Björnstad will run the first leg. Uh, Simona Ebersholt will run the fourth leg. Uh, Sarah Hagstrom will run the last leg, and then the two legs in the middle there, leg two and three, will be run by Miri van Odum and Elin Monson. But I'm not sure of the how it can be both of them on third leg. Uh, but I would guess Elin Monson running the second and Miri van Odum the third. Yeah, and uh, controversially here is uh, that uh, yeah we could have um, Inge Lundones uh, running. Uh... Uh, one of the first two legs. She is uh, new in the IFK Göteborg uh, squad, uh, moving from Ante Anui. That's a big loss for um, Ante Anui. But uh, yeah, as uh, we've seen here, uh, as we are predicting, um, uh, no uh, big. Uh, 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 she will not be involved in the first team. But then it's worth no. mentioning that the second team for IFK Göteborg is a really strong team also. Yeah, but I think it's also worth to notice that uh, Sanna Fast is back running and she's running pretty good. Uh, and she is not in the first team either. Uh, so, personally, of course, I might be a little bit biased here. Uh, but personally, I think it's really a surprise that they pick Victoria Hesta Björnsta uh, over Sanna Fast and Ingrid Lundanes. Uh, both when it comes to, if you look at the results from uh, from the forest races this year in the spring, uh, and also if you look at the the first legs Victoria Hestabjørnsta delivered last year uh, on the on team on Jukola it was pretty good she was like one and a half minute behind but that's that's good enough uh, but the Tiumila she lost I, I don't know if it was two three three minutes maybe on the first leg um, so yeah uh, a bit interesting. Uh, but of course, it's very, very hard to select the teams uh, in a club like Göteborg that has so many good girls. Uh, and then, if you uh, if you have a lot of good runners and you don't focus strictly on the results, then it's very easy controversials. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we are um, we are not hundred uh, percent on this one. Suddenly, we see Sonafast. Uh... Standing there, ready to run the third leg uh, for the first team, uh, and uh, then uh, yeah, uh, she, as you said, she is uh, back running and running steadily after her uh, stress fracture or uh, troubles with the legs. So yeah, we will see. 
Um, yeah, and before we move on to the next team, I think it's worth to notice that, uh, yes, as you mentioned, EFG at the second team is also really strong. I think last year they were in top 20, uh, but we skipped them as we just talk about the first teams here. Uh, but I think with with Sanafast, with Isia Basea, with uh, Ingrid Lundanes, and maybe some more Danish girls, uh, and yeah, I think the the second team of EFG at could very well ends up in the top 10 as well. Yeah, uh, definitely, and uh, they will be uh, yeah, quite of uh, the runners there were uh, quite motivated to do a really good relay and show that they can perform uh, in a high level in Tio Milo. And yeah, uh, so uh, but just the last one before we move on to the next team, uh, as Sarah Hagström said, uh, the the relays are not run on the paper. You have to perform even if you're the big favorites. Uh, but the Göteborg is really, really the biggest favorite here, and I think. There is, I can't see a scenario where they will finish second and be happy with that. No, no, uh, there, there was a real uh, disappointment for them being uh, sixth place last year, and they took a revenge and, uh, in Venla when they were uh, uh, winning that uh, relay. And uh, yeah, they are no, uh, and they know how to win a relay now. And um, yeah, maybe it will be their time at uh, TU Milan. So then we move on to team number five last year, and then we uh, at Venla the first team got disqualified, but the second team was number fifteen. So that shows a bit of the depth they have. Um, I think their team is. Oh, this team is actually official. We got it confirmed from. Uh, I'm not sure if they have published it yet, but we got it from uh, from the sele- selection committee in Antenui, uh, and they gave us uh, permission to talk about it. So in the in the first leg, it's Tilla Farnes Hennum. Uh, second leg, Ingrid Gulbransen. Third leg, Anne Dyrkorn. Last year, she was the fastest on the third leg. Very strong runner. Fourth leg, Emma Arnesen. And then they finish with Anne Tumisto, uh, which ran a really, really good long distance at the World Cup. So, a very strong team. Uh, to repeat the fifth place from last year, that is within reach. But I think it's hard to perform better than that. Yeah, uh, it's a strong uh, team uh, all the way. But uh, yeah, uh, we saw Anne Tumis to uh, running really good in the World Cup uh, long distance. Uh, that's also necessary if they will be top five uh, to have a strong uh, last leg runner. Um, and uh, from last year, Tilla Panesenum is new in the in this team. Um, uh, she is in for Ingelunen, as I mentioned. Uh, Farnes Anime, she has been in quite good shape this spring. Interesting to see her in uh, this uh, in this uh, s- uh, scene with uh, among the favorite teams in uh, Tio Milo. And then we have a Danish team uh, who were uh, number four last year. Yeah, and I think uh, they will probably line up with the exact same team as they had last year. Hedvig Gidesen on the first leg, Lotta Jaerri Marcus on the second leg, Cecilie Kristner on the third. Uh, Caroline Jötterup on the fourth and then Andrine Benjaminsen on the last leg uh, if everything is as it should be I would see something like that maybe you change Hedvig Gidesen to the fourth and Caroline Jötterup on the first but I don't think that matters much uh, the most important thing is that Cecilie Kristner needs to have a very good race on the third leg uh, based on what she did in Switzerland this weekend uh, it looks like she is in in if she should be capable of doing that. Um, we know that Andrina Benjamin is a very, very strong last leg runner uh, if she has a good day. 
uh, her uh, shape has not been uh, at the best this spring, but uh, uh, we know that she likes to run relays and uh, uh, yeah, digging quite deep there uh, to get out the best. So yeah, uh, good finisher uh, in uh, good shape. So uh, interesting team. Definitely. I heard. I heard she had a. Did she twist her ankle or something in Switzerland? Do you know anything more about that? No, uh, unfortunately, I can't. I uh, can't tell uh, anything more about that. But uh, uh, that's uh, also not positive uh, for either her or Ukopan uh, Orus because they need. Um, they need uh, runners in shape if they should uh, repeat uh, such a good position this year. Yeah, so hopefully it was just a small, small, small uh, twist, and she will be ready to go. Uh, the top three last year it was uh, two teams from uh, uh, Dalarna in Sweden, uh, third place uh, Stuartuna. Yep, and definitely one of the favorites uh, also this year. Uh, you, I mean, when you have two Alexanderson on the last day, you have to be a favorite. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, it would be better for Sturatuna if the last leg was uh, a bit longer. Uh, of course, so they could use Tove strength more. Uh, now the, it's estimated that the fastest girl will run like 57 minutes. Uh, it would be better if it was 10 minutes more maybe on the last leg. Uh, but they have a they have a good team. Uh, depending a little bit on Marie Olesen's form. Uh, I think she's had some issues after the World Cup. Uh, and if if she is not at her best, that's uh, that's a big loss for the team because uh, at her best she would be one of the strongest girl on the third leg, and being able to catch up a bit of time uh, that Sturatuna might lose in the beginning of the relay. Yeah, I, I think that's the key for um, Sturatuna to have uh, uh, Olsen in uh, a traditional shape in the third leg, and then uh, uh, Östberg and Alexandersson on the two last, and then they can. Uh, then they can uh, be among the top three again, but uh, if they are missing uh, some of those uh, three key runners, uh, that would be difficult, uh, I think. Yeah, so you mentioned now Tilda Östberg, likely on the fourth leg. I guess they will go with Magdalena Olsson and uh, and uh, Rebecca Heinrup on the first two. Uh, last year, Frida Sandberg was in the team, but she has now changed club to yeah one of the smaller clubs in the north of Sweden. I don't remember which one at the moment, but she's not there anymore. Uh, so both Magdalena Olsson and Rebecca Heinrup are experienced. And Rebecca Heinrup had a good run in the Swedish league two weeks ago. So if Marie Olsson is at her best, if Tuva Alexandersson can perform at the absolute top level, uh, I think Sturatuna can, can, can be the team that are really, really challenging uh, EFK Göteborg here. Yeah, and uh, we know that... Um... No, no, uh, no one will be safe uh, when um, Tuva Alexandersson are hunting from a couple of minutes behind. Uh, UK uh, won the prestige, uh, being the best uh, club from uh, Dalarna last year, taking the second place in uh, the Tiumila. Yeah, could they repeat that one? Yes, the, I think they have a very good team. Um, Lisa Risby showed on uh, the World Cup relay that she is not to be joked with uh, on the last leg uh, and her form is really good this spring uh, and i think the rest of the team is very strong uh, martina rouge the swiss girl is often performing really really well on these uh, relays uh, last year she had one of the fastest time on the third leg i expect her to run that leg this year as well 
Uh, Vilma från Klusenstjärna is a bit up and down in the forest. Uh, I think she should be able to do a good first leg. Um, and then hopefully Kaisa Rispi can run the second leg. I think she's had some issues. I've not seen her in many result lists this spring, but uh, if she is back running, she is one of those who always performs so well in the relays, uh, even when you don't see her in the result list individually. And then they have a interesting new runner uh, in Ida Lindqvist, uh, the former Lexan runner, ski orienteer, been running in Norway, Anthony, and running for Anthony a lot of years, performing really well in Norwegian champs, for example, some of the last few years. Um, she's now living on the Norwegian West Coast, running for a small Norwegian club, and apparently she's now running for Ukokoira here in Sweden. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how good she is, uh, if she is if she is close to what her best form was two, three years ago, uh, she could be a very, very strong contender to one of the top five, top six times on the on the fourth leg. And if she can perform at that level, I think uh, Lisa Risco should have a very, very good starting position. Yeah, but I, I um, maybe they will use uh, Ira Lindqvist uh, on the first leg. That, that will be... Uh possible solution of the team setup I think but because uh, she as you mentioned in good shape a uh, couple of years ago really performing really good in Norway and also winning some uh, races in the Norwegian Cup uh, uh, yeah and a really interesting newcomer in the UKK team that uh, can help them uh, uh, produce a new top position in the team and women's class uh, so uh, now we now we're going to do some role play here. So you are in the selection committee of Koya and you just selected Ida Linkvist for the first leg. How would you line up the the three legs in the middle there with Vilma von Klusenstjärna, Martina Rouge and Kaiser Risby? I would have um, uh, Kaiser Risby on second leg and uh, Rouge third and uh, von Klusenstjärna fourth and uh, Lisa Risby on the last. Uh, I just uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, they have a lot of options. I think also in that setup, it could be a good idea also to switch uh, von Kusenstjern on the third leg and then have Martina Rouge on the fourth. Uh, so, it will, yeah. Yeah, uh, because uh, the, issue, the issue there is, um, as I talk, talked a bit about, uh, mentioned earlier, uh, first leg, if you are quite experienced, you know how to deal with that one. And um, Ida Lindqvist uh, uh, is uh, good enough to do that. And then it's... Uh, uh, or uh, we uh, call it in Norway. It's uh, using uh, too much uh, skills to have uh, von Krusenstjerna on uh, first leg, I mean. Mm. And you can uh, uh, put her, her out on, uh, later on in the relay when uh, she's running against, uh, like, uh, Eversolt uh, and so on, on the fourth uh, leg. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting thought. Uh, so we will see. It will be exciting to see what core select, how they put it up. Uh, but no doubt they are they are not favorites to win they are not the, the biggest challenger for IFK Göteborg but I think they have a team that could definitely be on the podium also this year um, but um, the winner of, from last year uh, Nidran Sasko they are actually I think we should listen to uh, Anamogeta Hösken here she is actually telling you the setup of the team there is no secrets there uh, uh, should we listen to her? Yes. In the International Orienteering Podcast, uh, we have um, 
with us the anchor woman for uh, the winning team uh, Nydalen Asko in the women's relay last year, Anna Margrethe Hauskan Norberg. How are you doing uh, this spring, Anna Margrethe? Well, thank you. I'm fine. Uh, I think uh, all the girls are fine. And I, of course, we look forward to TML and um, running with start number one is something really special. Uh, you have uh, done that before um, uh, for Holden, I know. But uh, yeah, winning with uh, Nydalen as uh, yeah, 46 years old in the last leg uh, last year, uh, how was that feeling for you? Mm, to be honest, it was one of the most amazing days in my orienteering career <laughs> because um, the feelings when you uh, succeed together with a team in a club that you yeah you you spend so much time with these uh, with these other girls or women in the team that um, um, yeah it meant a lot to me and to the club I think because um this pandemic period was really tough and in Norway we had very strict restrictions about how many people to meet and if we could have some common trainings but we gathered in smaller groups and had quite a lot of common trainings like uh, yeah five six seven eight nine ten girls depending on what was allowed and uh, I think we bonded a little bit extra during that time. Yeah, we know that you have been running for um, uh, lots of clubs with uh, good uh, traditions in Tumula from uh, Becklager via Holden and uh, now in uh, Netherlands. Uh, uh, but uh, since last year you lost uh, two girls. Uh, yeah, both of them were not in the first team last year uh, because of the illness. But Uda Sheela and Pia Youngweek uh, uh, are now in another club. Uh, uh, will that um, make you... Uh, weaker team uh, this year? Of course, we miss Uda and Pia both in the trainings and in the relays. And uh, But we <laughs> we wish them all the best and we, as a club, we want our uh, runners to develop and um, and to, and part of that is, yeah, to move to another city or another terrain type and develop that way. So, of course, we look forward to have them back. <laughs> Hopefully, when they're they have educated and become even better in chairs. So, uh, uh, but um, luckily, we also have um, uh, had a new athlete in our team, Alice Hugoson, who went the other way from Sweden to Norway. So, um, if uh, the five girls that are selected for the team this year are healthy next Saturday, I guess we should be as good as last year. Yeah, we've seen um, uh, Helena Karlsson running uh, quite well in Swedish League uh, the last uh, weekend. And uh, you were uh, taking a medal in uh, Norwegian Sprint uh, Champs. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, how is the team uh, looking? Uh, will you uh, take the last leg also this time? Or will uh, Tune Bagulje step up for the last leg? Yeah. Yeah, how do, do you set up the team? Um, I think it was less than five minutes after we crossed the finish line last year that I said to the girls, now I'm done with this. <laughs> now it's up to you to have the ankle leg. I, I don't oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And I meant that and uh, I haven't done a last leg since that. Not even in, a, in those uh, smaller local relays. <laughs> because I think we should develop the other ones. And uh, yeah, it's better to... Yeah, I... 
I I find the second last leg or any other leg uh, more attractive now, and uh, it's probably more smart to to use my skills there. So uh, Tune Bergerlöe, she did very well in the last leg, both Yukola and the Norwegian champs last year, and she, yeah. Um, Oh, right now I don't find the word <laughs> uh, she repeated times show her skills um, in um, both individual races and relays and um, she was an obvious choice for the last leg this year um, she will run the last leg and uh, the relay are held um, quite far up in the north um, uh, how does that suit you uh, Nidal? It was uh, you called it uh, like uh, uh, Norwegian um, yeah, Oslo terrain or Nuomaka, close to Oslo last year. Um, the terrain in Shilafteå, how is that for you? Mm, well, once more, it's not Stockholm terrain. <laughs> and I think that for a start is uh, an advantage for the Norwegian clubs in general. Uh, last year was a terrain type that was, well, it fitted us extremely well. This time, maybe kind of neutral terrain I don't I'm not sure I, um, I've uh, of course seen the old map and I've heard some discussions and um, yeah it will be exciting to see if the terrain is actually a factor I mean the women relay is rather short we don't have night legs yet and uh, as always it will be it will be important to have uh, some really really big names in the last leg because uh, yeah, first leg doesn't spread out that much. Long eye is collecting people, and second and fourth is not that long. So normally you don't don't have a chance if you if you don't have those uh, really uh, big names on the last leg. And uh, well, if we speak about coming like top five, then uh, well, last year we were so lucky to have like a big big lead. <laughs> so. So I uh, then it, before the last leg, so then uh, I could uh, keep the other uh, side, even if I was not in the same shape and then as some years ago. But um, this year, oh, you never know. But what will be interesting is how the course setting will be. Uh, will we have a lot of these control where you can run really fast on on the flat areas and then have to like be be really accurate down in the, the slopes. So this, to tackle these um, shifts in the technique will be interesting, if to put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, how does that uh, suit you? Uh, this uh, yeah, shifts in the in the in the terrain and shifts in the technique. Uh, is it good for you? Well, I think the slopes we have lots of in Norway, and uh, but um, normally we do have more accurate attack points before going down to these slopes <laughs> so that is something that I, if i should focus on one thing it it would be a recommendation to everyone to check their ac uh, attack points before entering these uh, slopes um so um yeah interesting to see you never know like sometimes it the it doesn't spread out at all and sometimes you, when you expect it to be quite close relay then it spreads out anyway so Sometimes it's not so much about tackling this or that kind of terrain, but tackling the pressure, I guess, because sometimes even experienced runners do 
ridiculous uh, things, <laughs> myself included. And uh, then it can be more about the pressure and the focus. And uh, almost every year, one of the expected top 10 teams, uh, they disappear already on the first leg. Not because of skills, I guess, but because of uh, pressure. Yeah, one um, formula to success in those relays are uh, stay in the race. And uh, yeah, what uh, with um, uh, start beep number one, you are um, definitely one of the favorites. Uh, how how will that pressure? Uh, how will you deal with that? And what's your goal this year? I think uh, running with the beep number one should most of us give us self confidence. That we are like in the the elite division now. Uh, for many years we weren't that. When I entered Nidon, that was 2014. People asked me, "How? Why do you change club now? You're in Halden and you're winning a lot of relays and have a super team." Um, the reason why I changed was actually that my husband Anders um, became the head coach in Nidon. Uh, but I. I thought that was a really cool um, challenge to build up something new there, to build up a new team for both the women and the men. And I, what I answered people was that, yeah, wait some years, maybe three years. I said we can be on top of the of the of the big club relays with Needle. And in already in 2015, I think we ended second in Falun in Tiumila with the women. So that was a bit early. <laughs> But then it has been a bit up and down and um, yeah, it was really nice to have that victory last year. But now I think we have such a good base of runners that if the five girls we selected are, uh, are ready next Saturday, I think we should be uh, up there. But hey, there's other strong teams too. I'm not that, yeah, that into those Finnish teams. I am not... Uh, I cannot tell you who's actually best there all the way, but the Swedish team, we always know there's so many strong. So like being top five, then you're in the elite division, I would say. And um, um, to, yeah, to, to know that we did what we did last year and to have the, uh, what you say, the experience that we do have in our team. The other girls told me that our average age is 35 so <laughs> so maybe that's an advantage i think so because um, yeah we have been through uh, stressful situations so many times before and maybe have a, quite a big um, uh, base in our head on how to figure that out uh how was your uh, biggest uh, contenders uh, your uh... Uh, yeah, the the team who will challenge you, you think? You you said uh, you mentioned some Finnish team. They were good. Uh, hmm. um, uh, well, yeah, you are also uh, a quite good team um, from uh, Trondheim will uh, challenge you. I think. Yeah, I think last year I think IFK Göteborg was the main favorite, and they still are in any relay that they uh, attend. Uh, so uh, you know, I'm the in the selection committee for Nidan, and I'm. I think that can be hard sometimes, but I'm really happy that I'm not in the selection committee for IFK Göteborg women's team because that must be really hard uh, this year. So I guess I have two two teams that should be up uh, up there uh, almost all the way for the second team too. 
so those you have to watch out for and uh, then there's the other Swedish clubs like uh, of course Stortuna, Kåre, Alstaøysa and now I for sure forgot someone but uh, usually those teams are uh, in the game not to forget the Danish team with Andrine Benjamins on the last leg Panorhus yeah, now you're uh, like uh, sympathetic Kasper Fossa mentioned all the team in the starting list. So best <laughs> no, if you no. should <laughs> five teams must be okay, huh? <laughs> okay, so so your uh, your goal is uh, yeah top five uh, medal position or uh, yeah keep the beep number also in uh, when the women's will have a night relays uh, next year. Actually, we haven't talked about this placing. We didn't do that last year, and we haven't done it now. Uh, it's about. Uh doing our best performance and uh, and handle the pressure like when you when you come in those critical situations where you are in doubt about your technique and oh shit what should i do now is it left or right is it am i on my right direction to just uh, be in the game and breathe one extra time and do do the correct things right then for the team then i guess the result will also be quite good in the end yeah, and uh, who will make that result? Uh, how is the setup for your team? The setup is uh, the same as last year for the two first legs, Anna Ulvensen and Helena Carlson. Then we uh, put in the local hero, Alice Hugoson, from the northern Sweden, I thought. But Sundsvall is uh, probably, what was it, 400k from <laughs> from <Shelefto. Huh? laughs> up north. Uh, and um, then I ran the fourth leg and Tone Bergrulie the last leg. Yeah, uh, quite uh, quite interesting and quite good that uh, you uh, dare to mention the setup also. That's not everyone uh, that will do that uh, in front of Timila next uh, weekend. And uh, and we'll uh, thanks for the chat uh, on Magetta uh, and uh, good luck with the rest of the preparations both for you and the team. Uh, till uh, team Milan. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. The last part to go. Uh, we have heard uh, Anna Margrethe Hauske Norberg uh, talking there, and I, um, I have to say that I like that she is uh, giving the team no secrets, as we talked about uh, before we heard the uh, talk with her. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I was slightly surprised that they put uh, Alice Hugoson on the third leg. I was expecting her to run the first leg. Uh, but I mean, the, all the girls in the team is quite uh, similar as profiles. So probably it doesn't really matter who runs where. Uh, Helena Carlson had a really, really good performance uh, last weekend in Swedish League. Uh, so I was probably expecting her to run the fourth leg and then have Anna Margrethe on the third leg. Uh, but it's a very strong team, no matter how you put it up, and it will be uh, very interesting to see Tuna Bergerli on the on the last leg. Uh, she was running last leg at the Norwegian Champs Relay last year and uh, decided that uh, quite easily uh, in the end. So she's uh, she's a very very strong runner, strong physically, and also with the with the with the tough mental uh, mental capacity. So yeah, it will be interesting to see if they can. Yeah, repeat last year. It, I think it will be hard, but they should definitely be in the fight for the podium. Uh, how how tough is it is it to run with the bib number one uh, to feel the pressure? Yeah, uh, 
you haven't done it. I have done it. Uh, but yeah, when I ran it uh, in 2017, uh, there was not much pressure left when I started uh, because then we were 10 minutes down already. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, especially for the first leg runner, that can be uh, an issue. Um, but yeah, I think Anna Ulvensen is so experienced and I don't think she would be stressed by running with number one. Yeah, but um, she she has uh, actually been strugg- struggling a bit with uh, some issues uh, uh, this uh, spring. But um, yeah, I, 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 know. I know she's uh, really uh, experienced uh, first leg runner. So yeah, uh, and uh, she's been winning uh, uh, world champs in uh, ski orienteering and so on uh, in uh, sprint relay together with uh, Jürgen Bakley. And maybe she can win uh, Team Ulla again. Should we... Uh, Take uh, uh, put our heads uh, in front and guess um, the top three in the women's class in Gmail this year. Yeah, so I can start and I go uh, one EFK Göteborg, two uh, Stora Tuna, and three Nidal. Uh, you started with number one. Um, I will start with number three, uh, and that's the Norwegian team uh, Nidal. And uh, number two, the Finnish team, Kalvan Rosti. And the winner of this year's uh, Tiumila in the women's class, I think uh, that will be IFK Göteborg. So then we will um, see in um, next week's episode if uh, we are right or wrong in uh, that one. Um, and I think we will uh, make a bonus episode or uh, continue in the next episode with the men's relay. What do you think, Eva? Yeah, it will be too long if we do everything in uh, just one episode. So it will be another episode with the with the men's relay uh, coming out very soon. Yeah, thanks and bye bye. Bye bye. Mannen drar ut och löper orientering Med kart och kompass och med räktiga sko Siktar sågar efter bästa notering För kroppen var lätt och god Ivo National Orienteering Podcast Mapping Compass Navigation Skill Orienteering Competition Running like a motherfucker Ivo National Orienteering Podcast